Welcome in, one and all, on a glorious Wednesday. <laughs> At least the sun's out, right? That's got to brighten your day a little bit. Got to make you feel a little bit better. Get some of that, uh, whatever that vitamin is, that K or whatever the hell that stuff is. It makes you makes you feel a little bit better. So uh, good to have you on board today on a Wednesday. Uh, Packers have their quarterback. The extension signed yesterday. New York is getting Randall Cobb. Brewers uh, fall in a heartbreaker last night. And uh, you've also got uh, some good NBA games that uh, were played last evening and are on tap. So uh, not a bad way to go. Ben, how you doing today? Good. Man, a few words today. There you go. I like that. <laughs> no, I'm happy, Bill. Uh, Joel Embiid won MVP, which is, you know, Kind of cool. saw that coming. I, yeah, kinda saw I'm that happy coming. for him. I think it's deserved. Whether people like him as a player or not, um, his path to where he's gotten is very impressive. Yeah. Um. I do want to address one thing today specifically, and that is the uh, over the last 24 hours, pretty much since we uh, talked about Jordan Love yesterday. And I remember, we you had given me the statistics. You had said, "What if he had what 3,200 yards, 20 something touchdowns, 12 interceptions, or something like that?" Right? It was uh, Aaron Rodgers' stat line from last year, which is uh, 36, 95 yards. 12 interceptions, 26 touchdowns. Okay. So would I be okay with that? And, uh, you know, we talked about it and how you, you, you come about that. So there's obviously, um, you, you know, how you get from point A to point B is, is something that you have to consider. But uh, getting I, – I digress a little bit. Yesterday I had quite a few people jump on the Jordan Love – yeah, um, well, compare him to Aaron Rodgers in his rookie season and the record fan club. Uh, and, and I look, I understand that there are a lot of people with a lot of optimism, okay, for I, – I, I shouldn't even say optimism. I think it's hope. You hope. I think we all hope. As Packers fans, we all hope. We all hope that Jordan loves a real deal. We all hope that – He's the next uh, next guy in line successively uh, for the Packers that um, is able to, to take them to a championship. I, I think we're all in that boat together um, because it for, for a couple of reasons. Personally, it'd be great to see the team that we root for, we cheer for, play extremely well, find themselves in a postseason in a relatively weak or weaker uh, NFC, and I think we'd all be giddy over that. However... Um, I, I look at it from from a, a, a personal pr- perspective. It's one thing. From a professional's perspective, I hope they do extremely well because anytime the Packers are in it, it's it's great for our business. It's what we do. It's it's what leads the state of Wisconsin and really beyond the borders. If you're in Packers Nation, but uh, you know, I go back to years ago when they did, and I've talked about this time and again. They did. The, there was a there was a marketing firm in the state that wanted to know what catchphrases and keywords were for politics when it was a presidential campaign and before health care, before education, before taxes, before employment, 
be, before infrastructure, before schools, be, you know, I mean, all of that, before all of that, the number one thing that got people going was Green Bay Packers, was Packers, the word Packers, which is why every candidate came, that came through the state of Wisconsin had something in reference to the Green Bay Packers in their speeches because it was a, a, a trip trigger. So it's what we all pay attention to. And I know, look, people say, talk Brewers, talk Bucks, talk Badgers, talk Marquette, talk UWM, talk whatever, talk, you know, ski jumping, wh- whatever it happens to be. Whatever your fascination is, curling in the state of Wisconsin is pretty big because of the northern states. I, I get all of that. But the number one thing that brings everybody together is the Green Bay Packers. So uh, professionally and personally, I hope they do extremely well. That being said, the whole thing of don't have an expectation because of what Rodgers' first year looked like I'm I'm not buying that. I they're two different people. They're two different coaches. They're two different general managers. The whole organization basically has been rolled over short of Mark Murphy. Everything is different. Everything is different. So uh, the, the strength and conditioning staff is different. The assistants are different. PR is is for the most part different. There's just so many things that have changed within that building. Marketing is different. Hell, the world we live in is different. The Internet is different. Twitter is different. I mean, everything is different. So I'm not going to get into that specific comparison. I know that's what we like to do because we kind of grasp towards statistics. Like if Jordan Love ends up with a, you know, Aaron Rodgers' first year, 6-10. and 10. If Jordan Love ends up with like a 6-11 a, a and, and, and 11 season or a 7-9 and nine season or, some, or something like that, or 7-10 and 10 season, like that's going to mean something. Like the next year we're on our way to a Super Bowl. I'm not going there. What, I, what, what I've been preaching and what I've said over and over and over and over and over again basically is you just, you, you got to watch, you, you got to trust your eyes. You got to see what you see. And it's like yesterday, what if he ends up with this amount of statistics? Like, you know, Ben just read off. And I'd say, well, that was kind of a subpar year. It was not great for Aaron Rodgers. You would like to see the completion percentage much higher, you know, 4 or 5% higher at least, you know. Maybe the touchdown-interception ratio, a little bit wider margin. But it depends on how you get there. Does he have a lot of picks? Okay, suppose he ends up with 15 picks, but it's because of young wide receivers, and the ball is right there in their hands, but it's bouncing off their hands and into the air. Well, that's not Jordan Love's fault. I'm not going to criticize him for that. But if he's throwing picks right to, because he can't look off coverage, he's throwing it right to defenders who are disguising defense and he can't read it, well, that's a whole different story. So that's the reason I'm not, you know, I, I got a couple of them here. This was from Jeff, and then this was from Mr. Brewer. Uh, and both said, you know, and, and kind of I'm paraphrasing here, so pardon me. But it, basically, uh, Mr. Brewer says kind of what Jeff says. He says, uh, aren't you coming down a little bit hard on Jordan Love? Don't you think you need to give him an opportunity to actually prove himself and to get some wins? I mean, after all, Aaron Rodgers went 6-10. and 10. I'd be happy with that out of Love because then Love would be following in the same footsteps Aaron Rodgers did. And wrong you just don't know how you're going to get there if they do exactly the same thing have exactly the same statistics with you know very similar circumstances then i'll feel pretty good about it but if they end up six and ten and say jordan love has a fantastic year but the defense absolutely positively sucks or say jordan love doesn't have a great year but the offensive line is decimated by injuries and there's no protection and he's taking a beating let's say jordan love goes out in the second game of the season and comes back in game 10 and they end up, you know, 6-11. and 11. Well, it's a completely different, different set of circumstances. The record doesn't mean anything. 
I mean, it does ultimately to find yourself in the postseason or where you're going to end up drafting one of the two. But overall, it doesn't mean anything because you got to trust your eyes to what it is you see, the growth you see, the maturity you see, the ability to put the ball into a tight window that you see, the guys around him that you see. So that's why I get that people are reaching for the comparisons because that's what we do. I don't fault anybody for that. That's what we do. We try to compare numbers. We try. That's the only thing we have to go by is statistics. But to blanketly say if he does this, this is the way he'll be, I think is erroneous. And that's what some people want to do, paint it with a broad brush like that. So, anyway, um, I just I, – I think it's 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 just interesting how there's this rolling – this slow-rolling ball now. Rodgers is gone. That's sunk in. We've moved on, okay? Now it's focusing on Jordan Love, and now there's this slow-rolling ball of – Jordan Love's pretty good. Look what he did last year. Look how he's grown. Look at the optimism. Boy, they picked up some good tight ends. They've got pass catchers now. They picked up some wide receivers. Jane Reed's going to be better than everybody thinks he is. Christian Watson in his second year. Romeo Dobbs, Samari Torre. They're going to fortify. Whoa, it's starting to roll. And all I'm saying is, is I hope it rolls in the direction you want it to. I'm just going to slow my roll on this because I want to actually see it. Yesterday, um, Ryan Clark, Marcus Spears, on uh, I believe it was on ESPN yesterday, had this to say in regards to all of this. This was smart on Jordan Love's part to say, okay, team, how can I help you? How can we make this at least be something that we're working together on? And if you're the team, you're not butt booty naked come next year offseason at the starting quarterback position. I want to hit another point because now we're coming off of an era with one of the all-time greatest quarterbacks to ever play. I'm a, this message is for Green Bay fans. Don't quantify Jordan Love by numbers. Don't look at the stats. He's not going to be that. Quantify Jordan Love by the handle that he has on the offense, by how much respect he garners from his teammate, about how much command he has in football games. Mistakes will be made. This is the hardest position to play in a league that is so high leverage every time you step out on the field. He will make yeah. mistakes. But you can find out if Jordan is the future for your franchise beyond throwing for 35 touchdowns and beyond throwing for 4,500 yards. You can figure a lot of that out about how he handles particular situations. And I'm looking forward to seeing how he does. There you go. That's from two guys that played the game. I completely agree. Completely agree. You, you can't judge Jordan Love strictly on statistics. I mean, if he comes out and throws for 4,500 yards, 40 touchdowns, five interceptions, seven interceptions, and just sets the world on fire, completion percentage of 69% or better, you're like, wow, what a season. What an amazing season. No doubt about it. I mean, that, that is a, a very positive way of looking at, at statistically looking at Jordan Love. But what I'm saying is, is that if there is adversity, if there is, and I'm, I'm assuming there will be some ups and downs, then it's how you handle it, how he handles it, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, thoughts, 877-867-1670. Good to have you on board today again. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, you can follow me there, at Bill underscore Michaels. Follow Ben, at Ben Z Kenny. Add Ben Z. Kenny. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
in both ways, Instagram and Facebook, uh, The Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show. You can subscribe for free if you want to watch the program every day on YouTube and on Twitch TV. Uh, simply Bill Michaels Show. Uh, you can email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. That is thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Thebillmichaels.com is the website. And if you kind of want to take us somewhere, anywhere and everywhere, anywhere in the, in the States, overseas, whatever, download the app. Go to WOZN, The Zone Madison, The Zone Madison, and you can just download the app on your uh, on your mobile device and uh, take us all over the place. You can also listen to the po- uh, podcast after the fact on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and on Google Podcasts as well. Great ways to find us. Angie says, as a Packers fan, I am praying that Jordan Love is the real deal. However, I'm going to give him a little bit of time. What is a fair amount? Is it next year and the year after, or is Three years as a starter, and then he will develop into his own person. Remember, Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl in his third year. Um, okay, I I remember that, Angie. I was there. I get it. The first year was a learning experience. The second year, they got to the postseason. Remember, they got beat by Arizona. They played the Cardinals in uh, Week 16, won, went back to Arizona, got beat in an absolute shootout. Uh, in overtime, uh, a sack of Aaron Rodgers, fumble of the football, ball goes into the end zone, Arizona wins, and they go on to win uh, the Super Bowl with Kurt Warner and company. Uh, and then the next year, the Packers come back, and they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers down at AT&T Stadium, and they walk away with the Lombardi Trophy. I'm not saying that's the, traje- the tra- uh, trajectory that uh, Jordan Love is going. I'm just simply saying just follow it. He should get better every year. Rodgers should get better every year. Rodgers still should get better. Every year. You know, if you work on your craft and as you gain more and more and more knowledge, you see more and more things, more and more things become familiar to you. You have the ability to decipher more and more intellectually along the way. I mean, your physical skills are always going to be there. The only thing as you age is the you have to make sure you keep your legs under you. You know, such as Rogers learned a couple of off seasons ago. But I'm just saying, yeah, he should get better each and every year. If he doesn't or there's stagnation, then you're going to have a decision to make. If he has a terrible season this year, you give him the next season. You give him 2024. If he has another terrible season, then you know you've made a mistake. But I'll say this. You better have more highlights than lowlights this year. He's had three years to sit behind one of the best. He's had three years to absorb this system. It shouldn't be completely unfamiliar to him. He's got guys in that locker room that want to work their ass off for him. There, there should be no reason that he doesn't have more highlights than lowlights this season. I'm not saying there won't be lowlights, but I'm saying that there's, there's no reason he shouldn't have more highlights than lowlights. You know? So there you go. And, and, Ronald, you're right. He said you can't really do a three-year uh, comparison due to the makeup of the teams. Love's team makeup will be considerably younger with talent that uh, – you know, uh, with the lack of talent that Rodgers had in his third year. Remember the bevy of receivers he had. You know, he had Brian Balaga that came in and filled in for Mark Tauscher. Mark Tauscher was your uh, your, tack, your right tackle. You had uh, Chad Clifton as your big left tackle. You had a staunch offensive line. You had Jordy. You had Greg. You had Donald. You had James. You had your Michael Finley as a tight end. I mean, you had a bevy of weapons. And, and in addition to that, you had Charles Woodson. 
you don't have a Charles Woodson on this roster right now, at least not right now. Maybe somebody develops into that. Maybe a guy like Quay Walker takes that next leap forward. Maybe Devontae Wyatt becomes just a beast with Kenny Clark up front, you know. Maybe, you know, uh, Luke Van Ness. Lucas Van Ness just becomes a beast on the outside and has an incredible rookie season only to expound upon that in year number two. I mean, maybe that happens, but when Rodgers took over, he, he, he took over a pretty damn good football team. So, 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. At Quick Trip right now, you stop in, you use your Quick Rewards card. You can even buy some iGogs, uh, some sunglasses. Some, it's right there. The displays are right there when you walk in the door. Go to iGogs, you pick them up, you use your Quick Rewards card. You are automatically, automatically entered to possibly win a couple of Sea-Doo personal watercrafts. Not kidding. Sea-Doo personal watercrafts. That's what they're giving away. You'll be entered to win the Sea-Doo personal watercraft sweepstakes. You can win a pair of 2023 Sea-Doo Spark uh, from uh, from Quick Trip. So visit your Quick Rewards app for a lot more of the details. The contest ends at the end of this month. Of course it does because they want to get you all of this now so you have a time have time to enjoy it all throughout the uh, the year so get all of our friends over there quick trip you download the quick rewards app if you don't have it already get involved get yourself some igogs and you're going to be good to go more of the bill michael show coming up covering wisconsin sports like a blanket this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network appreciate it got a lot to get to you got randall cobb going to new york you got nba on tap baseball back at it again tonight brewers lose last night three to two in a tough one but uh the nfl draft is now come and gone all sites are on the green bay packers and probably more so on jordan love but you got a defense as well that is uh, in the midst of a reconfiguration uh, as they add additional pieces, and you're hoping for the, uh, the the first year guys to make that second year leap. To talk more about it, Sean Merriman, the former Charger, Bills linebacker, three time Pro Bowler as well, joining us on the hotline. Sean, how you doing today? Hey, how's it going? We are doing extremely well. So, uh, first of all, I know it's also Fight Week. Which uh, you are you are involved in not only with the nickname Lights Out, but it's named Lights Out. So you got extreme fighting going on this week as well, right? Yeah, we actually have a huge event uh, this Saturday uh, in Los Angeles. For those of you who can't get there, uh, check us out on Fubo Sports, Fubo TV. We'll be live from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific. So if you don't have Fubo, make sure you get this one. This is going to be our biggest uh, our biggest fight card yet. That's taking place. You can get it on Fubo. It's going to be out in Burbank, California. Should be a lot of fun and a lot of action. I know a lot of people here like their uh, like the extreme fighting and all that goes along with it. I, I did want to ask you, when you were coming out of Maryland, I'm going to have you harken back to your days. When you're coming out of Maryland and you're going into the NFL, you got uh, a lot of new players. Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa coming to the Green Bay Packers. Second-year players, the guys out of Georgia and Quay Walker playing linebacker and Devontae White on the defensive front. How how much do you absorb your first year going into your second year? Well, you know, the first year you got to remember a lot of these guys don't have time coming from college, right? So you you declare for the draft, you turn around, and get an agent, and then you start working out for the combine, right? And so after the combine, you get right to 
rookie minicamp, OT, uh, OTAs, and you go right into training camp. So that first year of going to the NFL, you have no offseason. You just roll right into it. So as you start to kind of have, try to wrap your mind around the NFL and, and uh, everything that offensive coordinators have to offer, how much do they attack you as a player? You know, because you play the linebacking position, so you're calling everything, you're seeing the field, you're moving side to side. How much do they try to attack you as a rookie to test you and see what you've got? Well, it's easier on the defense side of the football, right, because normally a pass rusher or defense alignment, something like that, these guys can play early. It's not a learning curve other than just learning uh, motions and being able to flop left or right. That's the hardest position. But as a quarterback, it's the hardest It's the hardest thing to do because you know that these defenses are trying to confuse you, throw everything at you, and just see what you know. And the speed of the game is much different when you get into the NFL. So, um, I've always actually been against rookie quarterbacks just getting on the field and playing early until they get their feet under them. Now you've got a guy like Jordan Love that uh, obviously, you know, Aaron Rodgers moves on and you got Jordan Love sitting three years behind Rodgers. What, if you're sitting on the Green Bay Packers right now, what would you expect out of that quarterback, even though he hasn't really started, but he's basically been there and absorbed that system and followed a guy that obviously is going to be a Hall of Famer? Well, you look, I, I say this. Um, when they went out and drafted Jordan Love, they would expect to get Aaron Rodgers out of there, right? They wanted to replace him at some point in time, and now they have to uh, find out what he has, right, what he can do, how he can perform. But I'll tell you this. It says a lot when they only sign you to a one-year deal. Um, they want to go out and see you perform. I would not be surprised if they go out and try to get another quarterback to back him up or possibly – uh, this this next draft, well, I'll draft quarterback for the next five years because if you believe in a guy, you you support him. You just don't do one of your deals. The, uh, the as a guy that's played in the league, you've been a pro bowler, you've been an all pro, and then you see Rodgers go to another team. Now we all know. I mean, you didn't end your career in San Diego, the team that got you, so you ended up with with the Buffalo Bills. We've seen Joe Montana go to Kansas City, but to watch a guy kind of become almost ill will with the former team and move on. We saw Favre do it as well. As a, as a, as a guy that's been there, done that, give me your thoughts on all of that and the controversy and all the drama that went on on both sides. Well, you know, first off, uh, it's, it's a business, right? Most of the time, I would say 90% of the time, you're not going to play with your, your only team, not in today's game. But I think that when they went out and drafted Jordan Love, they told him a long time ago that he wasn't going to be there. Right, they could have gone out and got him weapons at wide receiver position or offensive lineman or a big play defensive uh, player, but they went out and drafted a quarterback. So we all knew that this was going to happen. They were going to move on at some point. Uh, there, was, there was drama and controversy every training camp. Him getting there, so we knew that was going to happen. But he had Jordan Love had some shoes to replace, man. I mean, he's coming into uh, you know Hall of Fame or someone one of the best that ever played a game. Uh, and it just says a lot to me when they do a one-year deal. You know, someone who you think is going to be around for some time, you just don't do one-year deals and put those guys in a position to test the market after this year. Talking with Sean Merriman, former Charger and Bills linebacker, three-time Pro Bowler, a couple of times All-Pro as well, and uh, into the fight game now. So, you know, there's some guys that go into wrestling after their career. There's other guys that just kick back, kick back and take it easy. They get into being analysts. You get into the extreme fighting, man. How did you get involved in all of this? You know, to be honest, uh, I started to train between 2005 and 2006. So I was in a gym one day with Jake Glazer over at Fox Sports, and Jay said, man, I, I know you grew up boxing, but I think MMA would help you with your hand-eye coordination to be a better pass rusher. And I said, cool, no problem. 
the very next day, man, I was training with Randy Couture, one of the best uh, MMA fighters of all time. Uh, and I started to do it every single offseason. I really do credit it to, uh, you know, me having the, the, the season, being able to rush the Panthers. I did. How much, uh, you know, because I hear all these guys that go and talk with Jay Glazer about that. I mean, Jay Glazer, how involved is he in that and in the training aspect of things? And how many guys train with him? Because you're not the first person to say that. No, I mean, back then I was training with Clay Matthews and Rich Incognito and a lot of uh, former athletes, Mar Mercedes Lewis uh, used to be in the gym a lot. And this was over, you know, over about a decade ago. So, you know, I got a chance to train with some of these guys. I think it's very beneficial for uh, especially a defense player or pass rusher to transition and use some kind of combat sports. It helped me out a lot. And you're going to see, I mean, you see a ton of former athletes. You know, Le'Veon Bell just had a fight. Adrian Peterson fought. Um, Greg Hardy. I mean, they, you have a ton of uh, former athletes that are now getting into combat sports, and then we're happy to just get them in the lights out extreme fight. And I have two guys that's uh, being dealt with the XFL now that's waiting to sign contract with lights out extreme fight in the fight. Interesting stuff. Sean, the, the fight is coming up on uh, this weekend. They're going to be in Burbank, California. People can follow it on Fubo and get it there as well. And uh, look forward to it, man. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. You and I had a chance to sit down and chat a little bit back at Super Bowl, but always great to talk to you, my friend. We certainly appreciate it, okay? You got it, man. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. Talk to you soon. There you go. Sean Merriman, uh, the former San Diego Charger, former Buffalo Bill, joining us for a couple of minutes. I, I will say this, um, looking at the, obviously, Jordan Love's contract and, and where it's at. Now, when he talks about the one-year deal, it kind of is. You know, when you look at 2023, he can become an unrestricted free agent in 2025. Uh, next year will be kind of that that figure-it-out year, so to speak. But I am um, – I'm really interested. It's not just a one-year deal because he's got 2023 and 2024, okay? So we know that. So it's not a one-year deal, but in essence, they just picked up an option year, but what they did was make it more team-friendly. So they could give him an opportunity to say, okay, let's go show your wares. I, I was asked yesterday, you know, who won that deal? Who won that deal, the Packers or, or Jordan Love? Both. I thought Jordan gets paid and the Packers get a chance to take a look at him and think, okay, does he got it? Does he not? And I think what I got out of this deal was Goody did something incredibly sensible. And that is you don't, as he has stated before, you don't know specifically what you have because Jordan Love hasn't won anything. He hasn't won a game yet. So, on that level, I, I think, you know, he did the right thing. What I did take away was for all the propping up of Jordan Love. Oh, he's ready. He, he's uh, he's ready to fly. I mean, he's he's ready to you know, take over as a starting quarterback in the NFL and all of that that we got in the offseason and last offseason, you know. Um, I think it's rather interesting they didn't give him a long-term deal. Now, like I said, responsibility-wise, they did exactly what they were supposed to do. 
But if you're that confident in a guy and you jumped up to get him in the first round, don't you figure from what you've seen behind closed doors that you'd go, oh, this is the guy. We can tell. We can tell. He's ready to go. You know? Prairie uh, Prairie Boy says, Bill, I don't think that the front office with Goody really caused much drama. They mostly kept the comments to themselves as much as possible. No, what I'm talking about is not necessarily the drama caused by both. It's more so, you know, take a look at, you know, the, the complicated fellow remark. And you can take a look at, uh, you know, um, you know, Goody trying to, you know, downplay the significance of Jordan Love until you didn't need to anymore. And taking Jordan Love, which really began and triggered all of the controversy to begin with. And remember, they did things a certain way prior to Aaron Rodgers getting pissed and then coming in and basically the airing of the grievances at the podium a couple of years ago. And then they came down and spent a lot of time kissing Rodgers' ass. And there's enough drama to go around. I know the team tried to stay above the fray and tried to stay out of it. But I do credit Goody for specifically lately. For some of the answers, he's like, look, I don't want to really get into this. I'm just going to give you what you're asking, and we're not going to tell you all the details. But, yeah, we did try to get a hold of Aaron Rodgers. We did try to try to talk to him. We did try to do this. And and they just finally got tired of taking it. They finally got tired of, you know, being thrown under the bus and said, look, we did do this. You know, and then Rodgers isn't going to lie, right? He's not going to go, they never contacted me. Check the phone records. They never contacted me. Because then all you got to do is say, if the, if the Packers really wanted to, they could say, nope, here you go. Here, we tried to call him 18 times. Here's the dates. Here's the times. Here's what we did. Because everybody's got records for that. So he's not going to lie. So then he took it to the, oh, well, you know, I've got an $11 million home in bad cell service. So you got to FaceTime me. Come on. You and I both know that's crap. So they just kind of stayed above the fray. You know? Um, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us and hit us up, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. And, again, you've got uh, coming up uh, this weekend, you've got uh, the big um, the big fight night, so to speak, which is called Lights Out 9, Extreme Fighting, presented by Family First Life, uh, part of Sean Merriman's group. They're going to be in Los Angeles, California, at the Marriott Burbank, which is in uh, Burbank, California. And you can find it on FUBO, F-U-B-O, FUBO. TV, so good stuff there. You're into the extreme thing. There you go. Have at it. Have at it. Um, Jesse, nope. I already read your email. One other one, Jesse. I don't want to get into that again. Don't want to do that. Um, this is from Anthony. He says uh, the Rogers comic. Hey, Bill, did you ever read the web comic, The Draw Play? It's about Rogers and the Jets today. A little, uh, a little much, but funny. I, I haven't, Anthony. I'll have to take a look at that. The draw play? I'll take a look at it. Um, Chuck says, do you see a dramatic difference in these two players that would lead you to think that Reed will actually be an NFL wideout? Uh, Amari Rogers versus Jaden Reed. Feels a lot like the hype we've had with Rogers a few years ago. That's from th- uh, Thanks. That's from Chuck listening to us in Dubuque, Iowa. Chuck, um, I, I'll be honest with you. Whenever you start to talk to me about um, draft choices and comparisons and you look at Jaden Reed, Jaden Reed is, uh, let me preface this, he's a second-round draft choice. The guy that has 
the designation of being a failure until proven a success is Tucker Craft. And I don't mean because of his just overall ability. I mean because third-round draft choices come to Green Bay to die. They just do. The third In 25-plus years of third-round draft choices, the Green Bay Packers had maybe three that have stuck. I don't know what it's been. I don't know why it's been. But up until recently, it has just been the place that third-round draft choices go to die. So as much as we want to talk about Jaden Reed and the wide receiver from Michigan State, and I, I do, from what I understand and what I've read, I mean, slot guy but can really close, all the things that we've talked about, all the intangibles, uh, decent leaping ability, not great, good speed, good hands, uh, all of that, you know, it's all the athletic things that we hear this time of year. But I really hope that the tight ends pan out, and I really hope that, that you know, both of them, not just one of them, but both of them, Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft pan out. But Tucker Craft has the terrible designation for the Green Bay Packers of being a third-round draft choice. And you and I both know that third-round draft choices do not work out in Green Bay. At least historically, they haven't. That's why you knock on wood and pray. What would you pray more for, though, historically? Something that doesn't happen. One, a back-to-back-to-back great quarterback in the NFL, which would mean Jordan Love would have to be the guy. Or you get a spectacular third-round draft choice in Tucker Craft out of South Dakota State for your team. If one of two out of history, breaks the mold, which would you rather it be? I think I genuinely genuinely would know the answer, but thought I'd throw it out there. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up, and it's coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 